0: Well, please take a seat. And before Dan comes to speak to us, I'm just going to do the read the Bible reading, which is in 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, verses 13 to 17. 1 Peter chapter 2. And it's on in your church Bibles. It's on page 1,218. 1,218. 1 Peter chapter 2 starting at verse 13. Submission to rulers and masters. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honour the King. Thanks, Dan.
1: We do keep that passage open in front of you as we go through it together. But I think it's fair to say that as Brits, we don't have the greatest reputation when going abroad. One of the reasons maybe for that reputation is our urge to write strongly worded letters of complaint when things abroad don't quite meet our expectations. And I've got a few real examples of complaints sent in Uh, when Brits were going abroad. One person wrote in a complaint saying, too many people in Germany speak German. (laughs) Another person complained, the Fanta orange in Spain is a lot more fantery than the one at home. Another complaint was, we put our towels out to dry on the balcony and they just froze. That was a complaint sent to a ski resort. And uh, finally, one person complained that the restaurant said, children eat free, but my 19-year-old daughter still got charged. Maybe a few of us have tried that uh, in our time. It's no wonder why maybe we don't have the best reputation for going abroad. But you know, last week, we saw that Peter shows us our identity tells us that as Christians we are foreigners living in this world waiting for our eternal home to come and we're also his priests, his representatives to the people around us. We also saw how who we are determines how we live. Our identity as people who follow Jesus is, is to affect everything that we think, we, we say, or we do, so that by living like Jesus, we might point others to him and we pray would lead to people following him as well. It's the verse just before our passage. Verse 12 says, says, Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits. So Peter, Peter, having focused so far on who we are as Christians, Peter now goes on to show us how, in all areas of life, how we are to live that out. And Peter, in these next couple of passages that we're coming up to, Peter, he shows us how we are to live that out, well, this evening, how to live that out in society, with the government, how we're to live that out in work, and how we're to live that out at home, showing how we can live a life that brings glory to Christ, rather than living a life that will gives the reputation of the church, and the reputation of maybe Christ himself as that of Brits going abroad. And our passage this evening, I'll split it up into two sections for us as we go through it, and the first one is submit to divinely appointed authority. Submit to divinely appointed authority. And that's verses 13 to 14. Now maybe we we hear a word like submit and we, we find it hard to find anything positive about that. We maybe think it's it's being weak. It's putting yourself in a humiliating position. But here, Peter says that as followers of Jesus... We are to submit ourselves under every human authority, whether to the emperor or to governors. And you know, for us here in the UK, we we come under the authority of the queen uh, and her government, uh, led at the moment um, by Theresa May. And you know, I don't really have a problem submitting under that authority, Submitting under the Queen's authority, she seems very nice. She's compassionate, very kind, very noble. But say you're not reading this as someone who's in the UK. Say you're reading this as a Christian who's in North Korea. How would you feel being told as a Christian to submit to that authority? Starts to feel a lot more uncomfortable And it's even more uncomfortable for those Peter was writing to because Peter, he's writing to people living under Roman rule. And the emperor that Peter tells them to submit to is none other than Emperor Nero himself. An emperor infamous for his brutality towards Christians. The emperor that historians tell us would be the one that would execute Peter Himself. And so it's not submit if your leader or ruler is really nice and is worth obeying. It's submitting even under those that oppose you, even under people like Nero. And yet, for us here in the UK, we don't have a Nero emperor, we, but we do have human authority that we can submit to, we do have laws to submit to. When it comes to paying taxes, well, we submit, and we are to pay what is owed. When we could get away with building more than the council had prescribed, well, we submit, and we build according to what has been accepted. When we're in the newsagents before school, and we see others getting away with taking stuff off the shelf, well, we submit. We submit to the laws of this country and we either pay for it or we leave it behind. And there are so many things in in which it seems that maybe on some things everyone bends the law a bit on. Just, Just bends it a bit. But as Christians, Peter tells us that we should be known for our obedience. We as Christians should be known to live in the way that the authorities lays out. Although the Bible is clear, obviously, when it comes to a point of obeying authority, obeying God, well, then it's God to be obeyed. But, you know, the natural question in all of this is why? Why should Christians live like this? Why should Christians submit themselves to ruling authorities? And Peter shows us Peter makes it so clear to us that the reason Christians are to be the ones that submit to authorities and emperors is because God is the one that is really in charge. Look with me at verse 13. It says, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. He shows us that authorities, kings and queens, emperors and presidents have all been divinely appointed to their positions. Our God rules, our God exercises authority over each one of them. And has also given them a responsibility, as we see in verse 14, of upholding what is right and wrong. And so whilst they have been established as kings and queens, they are kings and queens on God's chessboard. So, submission is not so much out of obedience to authorities, but rather out of obedience to our God. And that doesn't have a take it or leave it option. But you know, Peter also shows us that we should submit because it's the example that Jesus gave us. You see, in this section that we're in, Peter is showing us how to live out our identity in every area of life. And we see at the end of this chapter that Peter ends by pointing us to Christ. In verse 21, if you look down further on, it says, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example to follow in his steps. So when we look at the life of Jesus, we see how even the King of Kings willingly submitted himself to the authorities of the religious leaders. We see how even he submitted himself under the authority of Pilate, the Roman governor. And yet it was by that submission that God's plan of salvation and rescue for the world could take place. And that's what we see next. that This submission to authority has a gospel purpose. That's what we're going to see next. And our second point is submit to silence critical talk. Submit to silence critical talk. As from verses 15 to 17. You see, Peter shows us what the impact of us submitting to authority is. It says that in verse 15. Look with me. It says, For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Some of you might have heard of, of Tom Brady. He's the quarterback for the New England Patriots. So basically that makes him the most important player on the team. Now Tom Brady, he is universally recognized as being the greatest player to have ever played the sport American football. He's won the Super Bowl six times, more than any other player. Now you would think someone that talented would have been spotted early on in his career. Well, do you know, in American football, they have a bit of a a funny way of introducing new recruits into the NFL, and they do this through a draft system. And every year, the top young players in American football are given a draft order, and, and teams pick off players one by one. So the best player, supposedly, in the draft will be picked number one. Do you know what position Tom Brady was picked in his draft? He was picked 199th. The greatest of all time was picked 199th. You see, they all thought Tom Brady was too small. They all thought Tom Brady was too slow. They all thought Tom Brady was not skilled enough to play. But now, coming towards the end of his career with six Super Bowls, no one dares criticize Tom Brady. No one dares do it. He is the greatest to ever play. He's proved them all wrong. And that's what Peter says God achieves when his people live in submission to authority as they live out this good life before those around, all the critics, the ones that blame the church, the ones that mock the church, they would be silent as they see the way that Christians live in society. Submission is the way that God silences the critics. And in verse 16, Peter says that we should live as people who are free, it's interesting, isn't it? But, but that's so true as Christians. We are free. We're free from condemnation, free from the power of sin, free from the fear of death. In one sense, when Christians are submitting themselves under the authority of another, they are the freest of all people. But Peter says, don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. He says, live as God's slaves. It says God's servants maybe in some of those translations. But he says live as God's slaves. Now you might think, hold on a minute. Well, Peter, you just said live as free people. Now, Peter, you're saying live as God's slaves. That certainly doesn't sound like freedom. But you know, Peter here, he's continuing this thread running throughout this passage that it is God to be our ultimate authority. It is God's authority that we ultimately submit to and obey and we're to live now in service to him and this isn't a service to a harsh and abusive master this isn't serving a king that hates and despises those who serve him rather this is our loving heavenly father who fills us with himself with the holy spirit to enable us to serve him And do you know, I long to be a slave of God. I long to be a slave of God. And maybe if you're new to church this evening, that seems like a really weird and a really dumb thing to say. But you know, can I say, the more that I've submitted to God, the more that he is my highest, my ultimate authority, serving him in the way that he's laid out in his word, however flawed my efforts, I've found a freedom that surpasses any other. You see, I know that I'm a foreigner in this world. And so I'm freed from the pressure and burden of living for this world. And all it can give me. I want what's to come. And not what's now. I'm also freed from working for God's approval. I already have it in Christ. All of my labour... All of my service to him is just a response of the grace that I have already received. And do you know what I love? Is at the end of our passage, Peter gives a wonderful, short, sharp conclusion to everything that he said. He says, verse 17 Show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God. Honour the emperor. Do you know, in fact, the ESV translates it even sharper. It says, honour everyone, full stop. Love the brotherhood, full stop. Fear God, full stop. Honour the emperor, full stop. It's like a little motto for Christians. You know, Tesco has every little helps and McDonald's has I'm loving it. John Lewis has never knowingly undersold. It's not quite as catchy. But as Christians... We have 1 Peter 2, verse 17. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. It's a bit longer. It's less catchy, but it's wonderful. And it gives us again a window into what this submission to authority looks like day to day. And what our reputation as Christians is to be to those around us feeding back to that point we mentioned at the start where we are to live in such a way that others would see and even believe in Jesus to live lives that lends itself to the gospel and here we see it says show proper respect to everyone you might have picked up from when i read from the esv it said it's that same word honor that's used at the end where it says honor the emperor We're to honour everyone. We're to honour the emperor, to show proper respect. You know that word honour, it means to set a price on. To honour something is to demonstrate its value, its worth. And as Christians, the command is clear, to honour everyone, to honour even the emperor. As we live out our lives, we're to show the immense value, the immense worth of every individual that that person has. Not just to us, but to God. We're chatting in our small group this week. Um, About this very thing, how we can be connecting with people, how can we be building up relationships with people to create these gospel opportunities. And you know, it can start simply by going about valuing people, simply by showing their worth at school. And what an amazing gospel opportunity you have to show this proper respect every day to those that no one else would honour. You know, I know it sounds primary school, but. But simple things like even holding the door open for someone else. No one does that anymore. Well, I don't think so anyway. Acknowledging the existence of people that are shunned by others. Even, dare I say, a simple smile. I mean, these are just small ways of demonstrating that as Christians, we want to show honor, we want to show value to everyone that we meet. That it would point it to Jesus. Jesus. You see, we don't just do it to be nice, we do it so that it would silence the critics. When the accusations from those around that say to you as a Christian, you're narrow-minded, you're hateful, you're arrogant, well that they may see the way that you value them, the way that you value others, and they can't marry up the two. they stop talking because it doesn't make sense. What they're saying about Christians doesn't make sense to what they're seeing in the lives of Christians. It silences the critics. Do you know when it says stuff like, honour the emperor, I wonder at work, in our conversations, we have such a golden opportunity at the moment. You know, when we hear the abusive comments, that the horrible comments towards those in government, in parliament. What an opportunity, A, to not join in, but to B, to show honor and to show value to those individuals that serve us in authority. That doesn't mean that we agree with everything. That doesn't mean we say that everything is right. But what a difference it would be if the church, instead of being a voice of division and bitterness towards the government, spoke in a way that honored them. Show their value. That's when people start to notice a difference. But Peter also writes in this motto, he says, Love the family of believers. To love each other in the way that we speak to each other, the way that we serve each other. This isn't a business, this isn't a social group, this is a family. This is a family. A family that come from different backgrounds, a family that have different names, but a family that share the same faith in Christ. And as the world looks in on this family and the way that they love each other, the way that they serve each other, the way that they give up things for each other, it just seems so countercultural. Who does that anymore? We're all islands. And yet here there is a family of believers united together. Something that again points to Jesus. And finally, to this little motto, Peter writes, fear God. And you know, it concludes the thread that's been running throughout this passage that ultimately we serve and we submit to our God. And we should stand in absolute awe and wonder and amazement at our God's power and our God's majesty and glory. And you know, notice it says, fear God and not the emperor. <laughs> you know how brutal Nero was to those Christians, Christians that Peter was writing to. The emperor would have seemed terrifying. And yet Peter gets things in perspective and says, actually, there is someone that stands above Nero. There is someone that stands above every single person in authority. There is someone that is giving Nero every breath that he takes to live. And it is him, not Nero, that is to be feared and to be given glory to. What a mindset to have as you go through life, to realize the one." that stands in true ultimate authority. Do you know, I think it's fair to say that the church in general doesn't have the greatest reputation. So many stereotypes people have, so many assumptions that people talk about. But you know, Peter writes in this short section to say that by the way the Christians live. Submitting to authority, living in a way that is a blessing to others around us, all the ignorant talk, all the critical assumption pointed at the church might stop. That it may be silenced when they see the church living out this life. This reputation that is tainted, that it might be restored. You see, our lives are to be gospel tools, bringing glory to Christ, bringing him a glorious reputation to those around us. And Peter says that in society, we do that by submitting and honoring divinely appointed authority. Well, we're going to have some time where we can discuss around our tables and, uh, and then Dave is going to come and lead us in the rest of our time this evening. But let's spend this time. Questions should hopefully come up on the screen. There we go. And we can spend this next few moments discussing uh, these questions on our table.